Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Round Table with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Round Table with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. You gotta love the it, from one week to I have players that are laterally slow and physically weak to this is the closest group I've had since Providence. I mean, this <laughs> this is uh, an amazing. This is Rick Pitino in full. It's four. it. I am certain that he has said that at Louisville a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, and I just it's so him of all that nonsense that was out there. You mean the stuff you said? The, yeah, <laughs> I was like, just trying to the rattle press their cage. conference from last. We know you're trying to rattle their right. cage. That's they don't what know you do. it. We know that. <laughs> like we know what you're doing. I speak Pitino. You know, I covered him for twenty years. Like I speak speak Pitino. Oh, speaking Patino, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Rick Patino. We're going to play some Rick Patino sound. Y'all don't, don't you worry about that. We're going to talk about old Ricky Peer here on the round table. James Schubel, Max Gotta James Black on the show today. Glad to have you with us. Other stuff going on tonight North Carolina versus Miami. That's 6 45 p.m. here on ESPN 680 105.7. And then the Kenny Payne show. It's back on the flagship station for the Cardinals over there on 93.9 The Ville, 7 p.m. right after the Cardinal Insider tonight. Kenny Payne, the action. Check it out. Don't miss it. 437-968-UPS-JOBS text line. Okay. I can't talk about it, but I got a text that that just sent me sit me under the, the table I, I just it, it, it really it really made me happy it was great <laughs> but i can't talk about it i can't well, okay well since you didn't talk to me about it during the break i mean well you were talking to you, andrew i thought I, ta- I had to talk to james about it i had, oh, okay, to, well, I had cool. to tell somebody i'll tell you all during, all, during right, so the next the, break okay so me and the rest of the listeners just you just had to sit there okay just, just had, had to do a kp year three I had to do a kp year three <laughs> yes it was which is fantastic on itself now we we just heard diener and blankenbaker discussing being able to speak it was, it was the hell of a weekend for rick patino i mean rick patino had a great weekend now we all remember what happened uh they lost Heck, they lost three in a row to Marquette, Providence, and Seton Hall. They actually lost uh, four out of five. Actually, more than that. I mean, they, they had not been doing well in the Big East. And Rick Pitino did Rick Pitino things. He called the team out, said that they're unathletic. He doesn't like them. Uh, it's the most miserable uh, experience of his life. So what does that do? They beat Georgetown earlier in the week, which no surprise there. But then, Sunday... It was game time, Madison Square Garden. Rick Pitino wearing the white suit, all white suit, not the cream white suit that he wore at U of L. All white Armani suit, white shoes. 
This time he did not wear his red underwear the way he did at UFL that one year. <laughs> one year, Max, he wore red underwear and you could see it through his white suit pants. It was it was great. It was it, it was a great it was a great day. But nevertheless, the people that were there, Bobby Bacala from the Sopranos was there. Oh, Bobby B, uh, the uh, uh, Tommy DeVito's agent who looks like he's in the mafia was there. Uh, Luke Hancock was there. I mean, the stars were out Madison Square Garden, and Rick Pitino beats number fifteen Creighton eighty to sixty six. That's what Rick Pitino does. He calls people out. He gets mad. He challenges his team, and they respond. They respond. He also did the other Rick Pitino thing and speak spoken hyperbole. James, go ahead and play Rick Rick Pitino said after the win last night. Coach, you've talked a lot all year because I've been reading a lot of your quotes. I read the post every day, so I know about defense. That's the Bible. They never lie, right? No, never. (laughs) But about your defense, and you talked about it, how important it is. What did you think of your defense against a quality team? I thought it was terrific. What I told them is this. I said, look, every team, if you watch the NBA, has weaknesses on defense. What I wanted tonight more than anything else is offense. I said, let's beat them at their game. With the break and movement, because they're great at it. Great at it. So when you have 24 assists and three turnovers, that's a pretty special offensive performance. And I thought defensively they were brilliant. Well, put it this way. I didn't think you played close to a perfect first half, and it certainly wasn't bad in the second half. What does this do for your guys and confidence-wise? You know, look, this is going to sound strange because of all that nonsense that was out there. As far as the team and coaches, this is the closest group I've had since Providence in terms of being together. They are a wonderful group of young men, and I was trying to rattle a cage a little bit to get them to play like this tonight, and they were brilliant tonight. I'm real proud of them. Well, you've rattled some cages in years, and it usually works out pretty well for you. Well, it did tonight, and, you know, our defense was great, our offense was great, our rebounding was great, and picture this, a Mac God is dominated the game and there's a Mac God down in Florida who had very few scholarships that's dominating that conference so Walter Clayton was awesome Danis Jenkins is awesome and I'm proud of both of them and proud of our basketball team well congratulations coach enjoy it thank you he went from these guys are bums I can't stand them to, this is the closest group I've had since Providence. I mean, every, it's always a fill-in-the-blank group since Providence with Rick Pitino. He's all the way back, Max. Rick Pitino's all the way back. The master motivator himself has returned. I love it. I do, too. I, I love it. it. I can't help but love it. I love it. Now, you, you, you hear him talk. I mean, you, you, you want to run through a brick wall for the guy. Dude, it, every person I've talked to that has played for Patino have all said the exact same thing about him. They yeah. all love him. Yes. Don't outside looking in, I don't know how. Because he just <laughs> sees and even some of the stories, like some of the stories I hear about him, I'm like, that's horrifying. <laughs> He's like, scary. Horrifying. Yeah. A guy that I know really well was a coach at Kentucky while um Patino was there. Oh really? And he says, I fear no man except one. And it's Patino. <laughs> yes. And when I left, he talked about how he left Louisville. Uh, he left Kentucky, and when he took the job, when Patino took the job at Louisville, he said he was so scared that Patino was going to call him because he had to say yes. Oh, of, of course. I, but I was like, why? Why did you have to say yes? He goes because it's Rick Patino. 
Yeah, you can't say no. You to can't Rick say no. Yeah, because I mean, his coaching tree is—it's like the opposite of Cal's coaching tree. Exactly. It's actually there's some good branches on his coaching tree, and he yes. can set you up for the future. He's that good. This dude got fired. He—he—they um, played Florida and lost like real bad, and he's about ready to get on the bus after the game. And Patino stopped him. He goes, "What are you doing?" Get off this bus. You're you're not a coach here anymore. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> and and he went he, at that time he he had a little girl and another one on the way. And he's trying to think how in the world am I going to tell my wife that I just lost this job. We've got to move again. And all of a sudden he gets a call from one of the other coaches and goes, "Hey, Rick's want to know where you're at." And he goes, "He fired me after the game." He goes. Dude, everyone gets fired. He still expects you to come in on Monday. <laughs> right. No, dude, so Mark Lieberman has a very similar story to that. And we, we talked about it on air before. So it was it was the Kentucky game, uh, Cal's second year there, when it was Brandon Knight and Terrence Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Deron Lamb, and, and Josh Harrelson. And Lieberman said that entire week, and he, and he, and he admitted Patino coached differently and acted differently whenever he played Kentucky. So that entire week leading up to playing Kentucky, he's like, he was tight. He was uptight. Everybody was walking on eggshells around him because he, he had a short fuse. He has a short fuse anyway. Right. But he's like, it was exacerbated during Kentucky week. So the job of, of Lieberman is, and, you know, another assistant was to phase out Terrence Jones. Because for that at that at that time in the season, this is before Brandon Knight really emerged to what he became, you know, in the tournament, which was an absolute killer. He was still a very good guard, but he hadn't come into his own yet. So Terrence Jones was like the man. He was like the go to. He was a double double machine. So whatever you do, do not let Terrence Jones beat us. So they devised their entire defense around stopping Terrence Jones, which they did. What they didn't take into account for was Josh Harrelson going off for, I think, 18 points and 15 rebounds or something like that. And Kentucky completely – it was the first Kentucky-Louisville game in the KFC Yum Center. Kentucky won by, like, 15 or something. And it wasn't even – like, the entire game, it was was that far apart. Louisville's never close in the game. After the game, Lieberman, the other coach, got fired by Rick Pitino. He's like, you all are done here. Don't come back. You're fired. And they were like, well, we stopped Terrence Jones. They're like, well, you didn't take account for Josh Harrelson. How could you not take account for Josh Harrelson? Josh Harrelson is good, too, and blah, blah, blah. But, but specifically, again, their job was to just phase out Terrence Jones. But obviously, the next day, they're at the facility. Everything is okay. But that's, that's how he operates. That's how he, that, that's how he, he motivates his players, his coaches. I mean, the, he, the, his, his treadmill wasn't just for the coach, like for the players. Like, there are stories of, like, if you got in trouble, the last place you want to be is on a treadmill. He put coaches on treadmills, too. Kenny Johnson, <laughs> like Matt Max, I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, my God. You had to have a certain body fat percentage to coach for Rick Pitino. That's awesome. Yes, you had you had. It, to, is it low key that I'm agree with that? Like, is that yeah. bad that I agree with? that? No, I don't think it's bad at all. But I, you respect this. Like he has he has standards. He has discipline. There are certain things that he he has expectations that he that he has. So Kenny Johnson, he was on IU staff, and he was a bigger guy. And he took the Louisville job as their head recruiter. He's the guy that got him in trouble with Brandon Brian Bowen and all that stuff. And so he, he when Kenny Johnson took the job, he's like, okay, you can have this job, but you have to lose X amount of pounds. And Kenny Johnson did it. Like, like to his credit, he did it. Now, did you? I, 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 okay, so when you hear all this stuff about Patino, 
and all these things he says. Is was is there a it was th- was there a coach equivalent to you? Aldier says he put uh, Laryl Bannon on a treadmill, forgot about him for like an hour, and he thinks it was on speed ten. <laughs> but that that was a yeah, he just he, and it wasn't like treadmill like jogging, like treadmill you're sprinting. Right. So did you have a coach like that on your team that was like? That that was his way to motivate you was to to go scorched earth, but you knew at the end of the day you, he loved you and you'd do anything for him. Oh, Rock Oliver, Rock Oliver, the strength, the strength I, coach. I, I oh my god, I can't imagine. Boom! At the first time I've had a coach look at me and he goes, "If you don't do this, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn myself in, but I will bury you underneath this facility <laughs> and make sure you're not breathing." <laughs> oh my gosh! I, we were doing. Um, we were doing a um, pull-ups, yeah. Which again, you know, pull-ups as a lineman is very difficult. Yes, and I could do good amount of pull-ups for a lineman. Like it's like it was pretty impressive. Can you go? Can you go to double digits? I could. Yes. Okay. That, that but, for a lineman, but, that's very impressive. But you had to do you. You had to hold it, so it would be you would have to go up five seconds. Down five seconds. So it wasn't like those speed pull-ups that some people no, do. No, like no, I'll, no. I'll do 10 pull-ups no. and like bam, bam, bam. Like you had to – it was an actual and, pull-up. And, dude, I, I was shot. I was shot during that workout. And I just wasn't feeling good at all that day. And it's, it was probably the worst workout I ever had in five years at UK. And Rock came up, and he knew I could do so much better. And he goes, if you do not get up there and get me five more pull-ups – he goes, I will gut 20 pounds out of you right now. And then I will run, then I will run you for losing weight. Holy crap. He'll gut you? <laughs> I will gut you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guess what? I got five more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you got five more pulls. So you're like, because you look at Rock all, like, he, lo- he looks crazy. Dude. It, he looks like he, he's, he's a great strength and conditioning coach from everything that oh I understand yes. people I've the, talked the to. Dude, the dude is... The the game it was he he held on to the old iron mindset of the game for so long, but still was able to continue to revolutionize it. But I'm telling you, with all that being said, if you if you tr- if you prove that you were a if you were a hard worker and you you played the game right. You had no one better in your corner than Rock Oliver. Right. And I think Patino's the same way. And Rock would always come up with nicknames for like his the guys that he really cared about. Yeah. And he it was always Godby with me until finally after my freshman year, he started calling me Maxie. Oh. And, and he, he would come up and it was always Maxie Boy. And he would just go, you know. Uh, Maxie boy, how you feel? How you feeling today? Yeah, and he come up and he give you that side hug, hold on to you, and be like, "You doing all right?" I said, "Yeah." And you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're like, "Don't like, kill me." Well, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like you doing all right. He's so he goes, "Well, you shouldn't be doing all right because I heard, I heard what you were eating at train ticket or so, something like that, but never did. I mean, it when he was in your corner, dude, you felt like you were on cloud nine because right. if you were able to gain Rock's respect, that meant so much. And I, to this day, love Rock Oliver. That that dude is awesome. Yeah. And then um, he mentored he mentored a guy named um, Brady Collins. He was a GA at UK at the time. Yeah. And you talk about a dude that was a lot more um, 
um, had more affirmation for players than Rock did initially. But you talk about a guy that's able to pull out the best of his players in the weight room. He's now the head strength coach at uh, Wisconsin. Oh, but wow. he was okay. he was the head strength coach at Cincy when they went to the college football playoff as well. Oh, so you talk about the strength, the coaching tree. Yes, Patino. You talk about for Rock Oliver also that that strength that strength and conditioning tree that he has as well is outstanding. Yeah, everything I've heard about him was he's intense. You know, he's a guy that you didn't want to challenge or mess with, but like you, you're going to get in shape. And I think that speaks to you know we we talked about. Um throughout the season like the, the injuries that plague Kentucky basketball specifically and you know he's no longer the, the, the strength and right. conditioning, conditioning coach there and you have to wonder you know is that part of it I it, think so and, and 100% because yeah, there's been, a substantial drop in the physicality of that team because that was the other thing that Rock was able to implement into his teams was just a level of just aggressiveness and just a mental toughness I mean that dude he got so mad that the soccer team we were on Friday <laughs> Friday mornings we it all conditioning was all that Friday workout was was half gas or still you threw up that was basically all it was Ugh. and you would nah, do, I don't miss you would that. do a bunch of half gassers and then you would do like uh, then you'd go and do legs do leg day after that and he got so you'd so run mad. gassers or you threw up and then did leg day yeah. Oh, and oof. so the the max we ever did was like 26, 26 half gassers. And then um, we we showed up to the Nutter Field House and the uh, girls soccer team was in there and Rock was furious, furious. I've never seen him that mad. <laughs> the girls soccer team. So mad. But again, he's respect. He's he he respects women. He's a gentleman. So instead of just basically just screaming at them berating them he he took it in and then directed it towards us oh and we no. and we had to run 34 gas we we i lost count at 34 you lost count at 34 i lost count at 34 so he was so bad at the, at the uk women's soccer team that he took it out on you all yes oh my god ask anyone <laughs> the win, the summer of 2012 ask anyone that was on that team it had to it I lost count at thirty four. It had to be in the forties. I we, can't I we can't couldn't imagine. even keep we couldn't even keep time because like the skill positions had to finish at sixteen seconds down and back. Um big skill had to fi- uh go down and back in eighteen seconds and offensive line twenty seconds. They didn't even keep track of time anymore because no one was hitting it. No one was. They just stopped. Yeah. Well, because you were dead. I mean, at that, at that point, because you you thought you got through the hard the, part of the you're workout. You were doing the T Rex run at that point. You, oh yeah, your arms were. You're up. just everything. You're just yeah. Your 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 appendages are just kind of like laxadaisically flopping around. <laughs> and you you know I, I've been there. Trust me, I've not done that many gassers or even half gassers. That sounds terrible. That sounds I, terrible. I legit thought I was gonna die. Like, yes, I, I had a nosebleed and the blood was turning orange, and I was like, I don't think this is. Good. You ran so much, you had a nosebleed. I had a nosebleed. I was running so much. <laughs> How's that? How does that work? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm, I, need, I was bleeding. <laughs> if, if there are any medical doctors, I need to know because I, I like how like his body was in such stress from running. His nose just started to bleed. That it that, turned orange. It appeared to be orange, unless that was the orange <laughs> oh Gatorade God. that I splashed on my face. Also, 
And they just getting berated. It was like each round you were just getting berated by Rock also because he was still in such a bad mood. And then it would have been funny as if the, the UK women's soccer team would have like walked past. He'd have been like, oh, hello, ladies. How's your day? Yeah, How's it going? And then you guys like cussed him out like, oh, like if anybody was dating a, a women's soccer player, like probably dumped them. They were so mad afterwards. Oh, like, like you're, this relationship's over because of what your coach did to us. Rock Oliver made my nose bleed. <laughs> All right, let's, let's read some text here. Uh, texter Maxi Gooby, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> texter Patino makes Scotty Davenport lose a bunch of weight, though, if he wanted to stay on staff. Oh, yeah, Scott Davenport lost a ton of weight. He'll tell you. And he still runs. Like, he runs every day. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, texter, the body fat thing is no joke. Just ask Scott Davenport. Yeah, Scott Davenport would tell you. That is crazy. Yeah, he makes Scott Davenport From lose weight. From an HR standpoint, how can he get away with that? I don't know how. Like a guy like Rick Petito, I don't think he really answers to too many people. Right. Like you know what I mean? There, like there's, he's, there's a case if if someone was sensitive enough that they were like Oh sure. You you had a case at that point. Oh yeah, especially today. Like this is like, you know, 15 you know, twenty years ago, like no one's going to question it at all. No one's going to say anything. That now in twenty twenty four, you say if you want to work with my staff, you have to lose. You know, you have to have twenty percent body fat or what or whatever yeah. the number is. They they could, you're right. They could take it to HR and say, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. Da, da, da. And then that coach is in trouble. Not not then though. But Tino could do whatever he want. But yeah, I, I remember the Scott Davenport stories. Uh, texter Rick would have another title if U of L didn't listen to Chuck Smirt. Uh, maybe texter. I'm worried about more about what conference will be like going forward uh acc is done well uh, that might be we'll, we'll talk about that later uh but yeah the, 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 ray patino's a guy like like i said with you and rock oliver what you think about him a guy like luke hancock who i'm sure you know probably heard some things from rick patino i mean he he still thinks the world of him and he yeah. went to that game at st john's all right let's take a break uh on the other end court storming is back in uh the focus for college basketball we'll hear what jay billis says about that is he going too far with some of his comments what do uh do, do max and i think about the court storming with uh kyle filipowski john shire wake force and all that cam newton uh shows everybody don't mess with him we'll talk about that and more here on the round table if you need security sauna troll of louisville is the place to go for your security needs they have the best technology the best associates and they also have that no false alarm guarantee because false alarms they can end up costing you in the long run as you're charged by the uh 911 the the first responders they'll charge you if you have false alarms if they come out there after so many you have to start paying okay they're locally and family owned for over 35 years they're a uh the best reviewed security company in louisville 355 star reviews on google they have a team of local experts they'll, they'll tailor your business or your home to whatever you want out of your security system and they'll even come and service it down the road if you need them to check them out online sonatrolky.com or call them at 502-966-8999 they don't just do security they do cameras badge access and fire monitoring you do it all from your phone sonatrolky.com taking care of your family isn't always easy so we make sure getting care when you need it is with baptist health urgent and virtual care we bring you more options and greater convenience too with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 
it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Everybody has an opinion. That's great. You're listening to the Round Table with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Strebel. You didn't get too many digs out of John Calipari, but that was one of them right there on Saturday night after they beat Alabama. Hey, the Jeff Walls show tomorrow, 93.9 The Ville. Uh, that's a parlor in J-Town, 7 p.m. tomorrow night, right after the Cardinal Insider. And then Louisville basketball back in action after a little bit of a break on Wednesday, 7 p.m. as they take on Duke. The Alex White Network coverage begins at 5.30 and after the broadcast tune into the Coors Light post-game show with Taylor Lynch and as March Madness approaches, uh, you'll have all these bracketology opportunities and events. Uh, Spalding University has one and they invite you all to join for their 14th annual bracketology fundraiser as they prepare for the excitement of the NCAA tournament that'll be Monday March 18th at Angels Envy Bourbon Club at LNN Stadium they're going to have a celebrity panel to be announced $10,000 big cash drawing $100 per ticket 250 tickets available drawing at 9pm doors open at 5pm the event starts at 6 uh, go ahead and, and go to Spalding and uh sign up or buy tickets for that okay so this year's event is limited to 40 vip tables eight to ten guests per table so check them out uh for information contact brian kleiner i actually know brian kleiner he's the aad over there at spalding i know him pretty well and you uh be kleiner at spalding.edu or lisa bash defreeze at l bash at spalding.edu if you're interested in that event so there you go four three seven nine six eighty ups jobs text line so uh this weekend max and james i know you all saw the court storming heard around the world <laughs> as wake forest uh upsets and knocks off duke uh in, in wake forest uh north carolina and obviously when these things happen the students, uh, they storm the court because it's not very often that Wake Forest beats Duke. But when you're when John Shire is your coach, uh, you, you you lose to Wake Forest because that's John Shire's not good. Uh, but but Duke loses eighty three seventy nine, and in the midst of the court storming, uh, Kyle Filipowski, who is an All American candidate, ACC Player of the Year candidate, and is also a candidate a candidate to be a first round or even lottery pick in the NBA draft for this season twenty twenty four. Uh, it appeared as if he got caught in a little bit of a unfortunate situation where he injured himself with a fan storming the court. And then there's the video of John Shire screaming and running out there and this, that, and the other. It, 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 but after after the replay, after the replay, it looked like it was more of a Caitlin Clark situation. Now, I'm not saying Kyle, Phil, Kyle Filipowski is not injured. He, he may be injured. I, I don't know. John Shire wouldn't say if he's practicing today or not. But it did appear as if Flip stuck his foot out, <laughs> tripped the student, and pushed him in the back, and then he fell down. Ah! So, uh, first off, thank you to Duke for once again uniting America 
in the fact that you are the team that we all collectively hate together. It doesn't matter what your allegiances are. There's Biscuit. Hello, Biscuit. How are you? It doesn't matter. He's got, oh, that's an old school Hawaii shirt on. I like that. Yeah, the old school Rainbow Warriors logo. How about that? Looking good. UH. Uh, but but Duke has now united us. John Shire finally did it. He was able to, 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 to unite the nation in hating them once again. Now, Jay Billis, who we know has an opinion about everything, was asked about the court storming stuff because that's now two incidents this year, Max, that have involved court storming and a player getting caught in the crossfire. Right. Caitlin Clark. I mean, these are two high-profile players as well. This isn't like, you know, the the, the, the ninth guy off the bench or the, the eighth woman off the bench. I mean, these, these are two of the top stars in their respective sport. So Jay Billis... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, you, you be the judge. What do you think about this? So, I mean, they're, they're talking about ending court storming and how they can do it. Go ahead, James. My thing wasn't necessarily ban court storming. It was just the idea that fans don't belong on the court ever and players don't belong in the stands. It, it's a pretty simple proposition. But, you know, the NCAA and the member institutions will say the player safety is number one. But uh, that's simply not true because they're continuing to allow this. And in fact, they're encouraging it. And the truth is, we're encouraging it in the media. We put court stormings at the end of every highlight when there's an upset. And even though it's banned in the SEC and they have to pay a $100,000 fine on the first offense and then it goes up, the institutions are happy to pay it because they like the visual. They like having that to take pictures of it, to show it. Here's how passionate we are. And it, it just didn't you know, take uh, a genius to say that, that something's going to happen. And when it does, let's not act surprised. And we've had significant injuries over this in the past, to, to fans especially. But the truth is, nothing's going to change now. And nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. The fans feel like it's an entitlement and the universities like it. And the truth is we like it. All right. So, Max, what are your thoughts on that? Citations or arrest fans for court storming? I have thoughts, but what do you think about all this? You can't compare storming the field versus storming the court. Field, there's a lot of room for players to escape. This is fair, yes. Storming a court, it's a very small environment. Again, a football player's got equipment to their benefit. The rule about when when fans are storming the field, keep your helmet on. (laughs) That is rule number one. And in basketball the fans are already on the court like yeah. it's to me i i'll always it's just the bias in me i will always choose player safety over i understand over the fan experience totally get it. i and i get it from a fan perspective i think comparing the two of saying well if you got get rid of one you got to get rid of the other i never i haven't seen an issue with fan with players getting hurt in football when the field's being stormed seen issues of fans getting hurt when they're storming the field yeah usually from retaliation of opposing players or them actually jumping onto the field yes 
we had the um oh gosh who was the who was the boise or the oregon player that knocked out that the boise state player um Oh gosh, Legarrett Blunt. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't even a fan, but there was court storming there or field storming there, and it was chaos. And he, I mean, he just reared back and, and, and punched. I mean, we've had instances like that before, where it, there's been melees that break out, the players again retaliating against fans. I mean, we almost had a situation like that at Kentucky basketball too. Uh, Kentucky lost to Arkansas, the Harrison Twins, first year, and there's a famous picture. I believe is Aaron Harrison like squaring up with an Arkansas fan like they're like they're ready to fight I think it was Orlando Antigua that finally stepped in and separated them but to your point you know most of the injuries come from players retaliating against fans and I'm not saying the players are wrong right like it's it you know some of these fans are crazy and, 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 and they'll 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 do about anything especially if there's they're boozed up they're liquored exactly. up exactly they're out there so yeah I understand your perspective 100 percent. But do you think like a, a, a an arrest or a citation? A citation I get, but do you think an arrest is too much? Yeah, I I don't know. I I I think so. <clears throat> I think that's. I th- golly, my voice is. No, you're okay. Oh, I, I've gosh. been here before. I've been Ugh. worse than that. So you're fine. <laughs> but um, I think an arrest is too much unless they assault a player. Yeah. But I I don't know how you stop it. Like. I, I I even heard I I even heard someone say delay it. And I think yeah. that's a happy medium of being able to be like, okay, they're about ready to storm, shake hands, get off, yes. and then have it have the fan storm the court after that, or have or just have security up by the players, right? To keep the now count now famously years ago it was pretty sure it was during the nine and sixteen basketball season. Calipari pulled something similar where they were losing a road game. So he cleared his bench and had the bench go into the locker room before the game. I remember, remember this? Yeah, before the game was even over. And then as soon as the game was over, he had his players in. This is also back when they weren't doing the handshake lines. They would do like the wave at the end because, you know, I was scared of COVID. So they wouldn't do the handshake lines. So he cleared his bench out, then, then sent the starter to the guys on the court as soon as the game was over. And he caught a lot of flack for that. And, and, and then you had the instance with, you know, Indiana storming the court and Dar- 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 Miller almost got trampled and all this. So, so I understand it, but I'm with you. I'm like, okay, so how 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 does this look there's an article up there on espn.com right now says big 12 commissioner said zero tolerance policy on court storming will be discussed okay so what what exactly does that look like well all athletic directors now get together and come up with a collective policy will it will vary conference to conference will it bleed over to football like you said because they are vastly different situations right where basketball is a more of a confined space you know on the court where the field's much bigger the stadium is much bigger like i get that but but, but how do you make it zero tolerance? They've already they've already fined the schools. They're already fining the school hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, sometimes for court storming, especially if you're a, a repeat offender. So so that's my question. My question is like, okay, how, how do you enact this? How does it look? And then maybe Jay Bills is right. Maybe you need to maybe you need to arrest one person one time, make them the make them the example and the people stop i mean they, they just had the story too of the the two guys that, st- that did the streaking at the super bowl both were arrested and fined like forty thousand dollars a piece i mean that's if you yeah you streak the super bowl you're gonna pay forty thousand dollars is it something like that like jay bill said a citation i don't know what it's gonna look like but i i, I don't know max it's just it's it's gonna be so hard to stop because even if you delay it 
like how do you delay it like do you just put security up there and say it it seems to be it's either an all or nothing or is it like a countdown like upon the scoreboard like okay 30 29 28 27 you start counting down and do it that way i i I don't know i can see it both ways i've never been a part of a storm before uh i never stormed the quarter stormed the field i don't know what's like i i imagine it's a lot of fun but i imagine it can be like like pretty dangerous so yeah it was just of course it takes duke (laughs) if you if you do it to duke then, then, there, it becomes a then it becomes a conversation and repercussions are at hand. So there you go. So what did you think of the Cam Newton stuff? Did you see this? All I saw was, I guess, the ending part of the video, like once the brawl started. Okay, so he was at an event this weekend. Okay, he's at an event this weekend. And th- this should go This should go as a warning to everybody. <laughs> Even though if they're a former professional athlete former professional athlete don't forget at one point (laughs) they were a professional athlete exactly and that at one point in their life they played a sport especially with football to where they were trained to at times be crazy people and so cam newton was at a seven on seven football tournament and i don't know what exactly started the skirmish but it says here's on cbssports.com cam newton was in the middle of a skirmish during an 18 and 18 and under max seven these are kids these are kids 18 and under seven on seven football tournament in atlanta the former league mvp was seen on camera sunday fighting off several people who were members of a participating team tsp top shelf performance and national program tsp also trains receivers across youth high school and football level so, so good look here on tsp it's unclear what role newton played in the fracas but we do know this we do know that cam newton took on like three or four dudes like it was nothing and he had one of his one of his fancy cam newton hats on you know yes. he wears those those fancy cam newton hats and he takes all of them and he like threw one dude off of the like off of a ledge almost it looks like and again even if they're former professional football players even if they're if they're dressed up wearing a fancy hat do not mess with them you are probably going to lose and even if it is a quarterback like quarterbacks aren't looked at as tough guys like cam newton's probably the last quarterback i'd ever mess with anyway quarterbacks except cam newton the one that's six <laughs> six 260 pounds is built like a freight train yeah don't mess with it what is it what is it with people that want to try to take on the biggest guy in the room i don't it, understand it either it, it that is wild to me it, it wild like, i'm sure as as a as a young young man going through your 20s that you had to deal with that a lot i yes. did too I, I i dealt with the same thing like people want to challenge you just because you're a big guy and I, I don't, I don't know if it's like it's something in their brain, like they want to prove something to somebody else or what. But yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It, it's, it's they want to go out the get after you're the biggest and toughest guy. It's like this ain't in prison, dude. Like this, ain't, like you don't have to do something in front of the prison population to prove that you're tough and to have people leave you alone by looking at the guy, the scariest looking guy in the room, and taking him out. Like exactly. this is just, this is a bar. This is a, this is a club. This is this is a house party. You don't have to go after the six foot four dude and just try to fight him for no reason. But that's it, it seems like that's what happened with, with with cam newton and and again this is a youth football camp it's a youth football tournament it's not even real it's seven on seven 
and they're they're off to these shenanigans. I, so your son's too young for this, but we'll, we'll so like. Will you be one of these parents? Like, I'm one of these parents. Like, we we encourage our kids to play sports. Yes. And we encourage our kids to play youth sports, travel sports, like whatever sport they want to play. We do, to the best of our ability, we encourage them and we support them to play. But these youth sports cultures, Max, sometimes are unhinged. Like, these parents, some of these parents are bat bleep crazy, man. They really are. I mean, they were back when I was a kid. I can't even imagine. It's now. worse. Yeah, it's it's worse now, dude. And that's the thing. It's and I've got I've got the best parents in the world. And it's like there's there's not even a debate up up uh, up to that. And the way that they handled sports for me, where it just wasn't like the end all be all, and from baseball track and field football mm-hmm. and basketball it was just going out there and just having fun and yeah. and still but the, there was still the expectation you do it you 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 play the game right yes you do you you do the best you can do and you play the game right and it seems like at least for me i mean i made it to the next level i made it to college yeah and i didn't have my parents breathing down my neck all the time yeah or, or, or trying to or fight. losing their mind, yeah. Or, or trying to fight people at, at at one of your games, exactly. Like there's nothing. Like people ask me all the time, like, "Oh, I bet you're one of those crazy dads," and you're always I was like, "No, I don't say anything." Like I, I cheer for my kids and the, my kids' teams. That's it. I don't yell at the other team. I don't yell at the umps or the refs or the 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 the, the, for, the parents, the opposing parents. Like I stay quiet. I I, I I leave it alone because I don't want to put them in that situation. The closest I ever got was my middle son Wyatt he pitched in a, in a fall tournament I'm not going to say the name of the teams or anything like that because it's not fair to the other kids it just isn't I'm not going to do that but he's at a he was at a, a a tournament in the fall and he played with the he, he subbed for another team and the oh te- I remember you yes yeah and the team that they played against like he he Wyatt pitched against them and he's he's really really good. He's I'm not trying to just say that because I'm his dad. Like the kids, like he's talented. He's he's very good. And they heckled him the entire time. He and he, sh- he like shut him out anyway. But they heckled him the entire time. He's on the mound, telling him he shouldn't be there. He's 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 too old, which he wasn't. Uh, he's he's a cheater to a nine to a nine year old. By the way, yeah. a, a nine year old yelling at him, being hostile. And that was a situation to where it took a lot for me to not go over there and say something i didn't because i don't want him to have to pay for that exactly by me going over there and starting stuff and now i'm the jerk now i'm the ah exactly and after the game the the team that we were subbing with and playing with they went up to him they were like hey like how do you you like you you still you, you were very composed under that pressure and the team like how do you do it and he was like i'm just kind of used to it he's like I'm, and it's sad for a nine-year-old to say like i'm used to adults grown-ups losing their, mind. losing their minds and yelling at me because i'm nine years old and i'm good and it's just it, i look at this cam newton thing it's like you're all at an 18 and under seven on seven football event for kids and y'all are acting like this like, well, like what is wrong with people 
And you remember last year the uh, John Bow covered a story. I think it was Bullet County. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, yeah the pair, the, Blank did journalism. <laughs> Blank did do. I forgot about that. Yeah. Blank and Baker did do journalism. He he did. Yes. He found it was it was. Oh gosh, you're right, the, James. One of the parents called into the show, and we took the call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, weren't the parents like banned? Like they were. It was. It was something. They got arrested or something. I remember it was a big deal. I remember. I remember that. But yeah, it's like man, it's this youth sports. Like like chill out with it. Like this isn't this isn't that serious. Like just go have fun. But yeah, people ask me, are you one of those crazy dads? Like, no, I've never been thrown out of a game. I've never been threatened to be thrown out of a game. I've never been, you know, told to calm down. Like, none of that. Like, what's the point? They're kids. They're kids. Right. If they're good enough, they'll make it far. If they're not, you know, they'll they'll find something else to do. So, yeah, I I just thought that'd be interesting. By the way, Blake Baker's texting. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, Blake, I don't know. It was it was it was tough, but. Again, it would be worse for him if I'm the one that makes a scene. If I go over there and I make the scene and he knows that I was the one that went over there and made the scene, that's going to make him feel worse. Right. And I like I don't I don't want to do that to him. And that's the best advice I have for parents is, you know, let when it's your kid, let other people do it for you. Like let 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 other people do that for you because you don't you you do not want to put yourself in that situation when it's your kid. It's not easy, but yeah, it's tough. All right, let's read some text here before we take a break. A uh, texture IU is going to fire Mike Woodson. We'll see. I, I don't know. Mike Woodson. He said it wasn't. He, he said it was his fault, but he said it wasn't his fault today. He's like, yeah, you know, I blame myself, but I'm not the one shooting shots or rebounding. But yeah, Indiana's terrible. They're they're really bad. Texture. Let's be honest. It depends on what part of town your kids play sports in. That's not true. That is not true whatsoever. It does not matter what part of. I've played. Look, I've played in, in places that look rough. And had issues. I've played in places that are great and have had issues. It does not depend on what part of town you're in. I've been in Indianapolis. I've been in Cincinnati. I've been in like all around the country, not all around the country, but all around the area. And it does it does not matter uh, what that is. Uh, t- uh, Phil says. Bob had a story on air when he was thrown out of a game. <laughs> Jamie's, of course. <laughs> well, of course, it was one of Jamie's games. One of one of Nick's hockey games. But yeah, that's that's not true about what area of town you're in. Texter, I would even say someone like Gooby, a D1 athlete, would kick 98% of us middle-aged males. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to fight Gooby. Yes. Yeah. Probably. You still get that football strength. I've still got that screw loose also. Exactly. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what, what yes. made Cam Newton go off? It's probably the same thing that would happen to me. Yes, it's it's, it's fight or flight. I mean, that PTSD is going to kick in. Yeah, no, you were tra- you you were mentally trained to be vicious a, at times. Yes, a yeah. savage until someone blew a whistle and then it turned off. Yeah, which is like I don't understand how how athletes do that anyway. Max looks a little vicious when he takes like a phone call and it's not happy news. <laughs> oh yeah, he, yeah, he had one of those last week. I, do, I don't want to work for him. Yeah, he took one of those. Like, I think you and Max like should start the James Black Max Godby School of Business because you two, I think, are very similar in, in some of those ways. <laughs> uh, Texter Mike Woodson should shave that Brillo pad off his face and auction it for charity. <laughs> You leave Mike Woodson's goatee alone. <laughs> it's great. It's glorious. Uh, texture. My kid has played with Wyatt before. I didn't even know you were there. Good sports dad. Appreciate. It. I think. I think I know who you are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I try to. I try to stay 
you know, just quiet and let my kids play and enjoy it. Texter, it was Cam's uh, Newton 7-on-7 seven seven tournament. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was. Yeah, but the, uh, one of the opposing teams thought it'd be smart to jump Cam Newton. Uh, Texter, run up on James Harrison. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, don't, no. No, do not run up on James Harrison. That's the last person. That's a bad idea. Bad idea. Texter, fans and players seem to get hurt in Morgantown often. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Texter, you're wrong. There are no fans that storm the field. The nine and sixteen year, he did it uh, at Auburn in twenty sixteen. Okay, that's when it was. Okay, I remember a game absolutely. Uh, Texter, my kid played ball for Shelby County, a Christian school in Middletown. Was the nastiest we dealt with. Oh yeah, you can never tell, never tell. Max Max Crazy Eyes lets you know. Pack your lunch if you step to him. <laughs> No, you don't have. He doesn't have crazy eyes. He has very kind eyes. Max has kind eyes, but there's a there's a there's there's something there that it turns from nice kind Max to intense Max. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You do have nice. You, know, you, you, you look at a nice don't, guy. Don't, look, don't don't stare at me and say I have nice <laughs> eyes. Don't do that to me. No kind don't, eyes. There's kind. You look like a kind person. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. You're welcome. But I just don't like how you're saying it. It's the <laughs> you have kind eyes. You have kind eyes. Stop. Max looking like don't ever say that again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, now the now the screw loose part's coming out. Exactly. Max. Yeah. <laughs> Texter coaching you sports for thirty years. Travel ball and AAU are the worst parents. Wreck in school, not as bad. All areas of town and all people are guilty. A thousand percent. I've done rec ball, uh, school school ball, not as bad. But yeah, travel ball and AAU. That's that's a whole nother culture, man. Of of parents, and it's it's a crazy crazy guy. It doesn't and again. It doesn't matter. Went into town, tax bracket, none of that. They all crazy. All right, let's take a break on the other end. We'll get back to some Kentucky uh, conversations as the Cats pull off that big victory. Remember, let me remind you of 502-HIP and 812-HIP. Uh, you know, if you're if you're having a nice, uh, relaxing day like today, you want to sit outside on the deck, uh, get some 502-HIP, uh, some of the Delta 8, Delta 9 product, or just the CBD full spectrum, uh, which has no THC, Delta 9, or Delta 8 product in it whatsoever, and feel good outside. It's that time of year. You'll be out at festivals. You'll be out at events. Make sure you has a 502 or 812 hip with you when you go and have and, and you know maximize maximize the time that you can have uh, 502 hip located in the douglas hills location right down the street from the oxmoor mall 812 hip over there by lewis and clark parkway off of clark's or in clarksville right by the kroger and the court physical therapy Ask Dee Dee Taylor or her associates what they can do for you. They have the the gummies, the the, the oils, the bath bombs. They've got the vape. Uh, they have Delta 8 products, Delta 9 products. They even have like sodas and, and like little tea drinks and stuff. They have everything you need. Candy bars, chocolate bars, cereal bars, brownies. They got everything there. So go check them out and tell them the roundtable sent you at 502hip.com, 812hip.com. 